0: A super important podcast about hair? Question mark. Featuring Ryan Teal and Stephen Adams as your co-hosts.
1: Let's begin. That ending, how you go up in the ending, always makes me sound of like sound like a. It, it makes me that makes me sound. That sounds weird. It may uh, reminds me of like old like punk rock like video tv shows
0: yeah exactly That's, that was kind of the whole plan <laughs> <laughs> let's begin it's so
1: ridiculous so uh we're waiting on steven gomez yep go ahead
0: i was gonna say what we really need though is we all need a little fire in our ass right now
1: yeah kind of like i agree, do- I, agree. And I can't wait until steven gets on here too because he's definitely somebody that i want to like chat about that with is is you know, I was just watching, I didn't mean to cut you off, but oh, I was no. just watching um, uh, Gary Vee on uh, Gary V Live. And, yeah. you know, he has some great, I think me and him have a lot of the same kind of thoughts. Well,
0: it's and because you listen to him how, every like, day.
1: Um, there's a, a uh, high school, it's K through 12 in uh, Minneapolis that um, he's feeling terrible about these kids that are um, not able to graduate these these high schools that are not, uh, not able to go to their ceremony. Mm-hmm. you know and and Gary was talking about how like there's you know ways that he could go through the ceremony i mean there's there i mean this is a time of innovation, you know, and yes, there i mean people are losing their jobs and and whatnot and you know but if if you are or, or losing their businesses and it's it's a horrible time and i'm i when I said what I did yesterday i wasn't I wasn't necessarily saying you know you guys are all you know idiots for for not saving up because I didn't save up either no, but I'm exactly. Saying is, this is a time right now where life is forcing us to change and we get to start over again and we get to innovate.
0: Exactly. You know, this
1: is the first seminar in, in my entire life that like the entire world is like, okay, you know what? Reset button.
0: Right. You Let's have start all over
1: to do something different.
0: Yep. I was just watching the Sassoon video, uh, the Sas- Vidal Sassoon, the movie, and it, Oh, thinking yeah? about when he first started too like he started in you know the 1940s and world war ii and and it was a time of change and <clears throat> from there he went the to israel going on. pardon
1: you know the garbage strike that was going on in london at that time where there was like garbage piled up in in the streets across the street from his salon yeah the garbage was 25 feet high because the garbage workers were striking.
0: Exactly, and in the, the what I got out of it is like, you have to become the change.
1: Mm-hmm. You have
0: to make the change happen by becoming the change. You have to like, you can't wait for it to happen. And I think, so I mean, in that aspect, it is a really great opportunity, but we just have to be careful how we say it because some people will be very highly offended by.
1: Of course, of course. And my whole thought is yes, you know what, um, this sucks.
0: Oh, it totally you know, sucks. And people
1: are going to lose their business, and and some people are going to make a back, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not even saying survival of the fittest. I'm saying survival of whoever wants to survive. Right. And what what I what I think is is is, you know, we should feel the pain, you know, and we should. Hey, Stephen. Hey, Stephen. Um, welcome. What's up, fellas? <laughs> not much. We were actually just chatting about the the fire that I started
2: yesterday. The the firestorm, the shitstorm that you started yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Fucking love it, dude. You 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 keep doing that. They should send you into Virginia, which just went on lockdown through June tenth. Wow. Wow. And that's yeah. scary. That's scary. That's aggressive. That's it really is. fucking aggressive, right there, dude. I was gonna say yeah. Minneapolis. We're
0: down until we're shut down till uh, May. But yeah. June 10th, that's like, that's crazy.
2: Yeah, I was talking. Um, go ahead. I was talking to a friend of mine in the industry who uh, lives there, and he's like, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's not even shelter in place. If it, if it goes that long, it's going to be boarded all up. Yeah, yeah. For a lot of salons out there. So, really, really crazy. I was on the phone, I'm going to do a, uh, one of these for Lanza over in Italy on Friday morning. And uh, they just got the news that they're going longer as well. So, Right. How long have yeah, they Really, that, really that, crazy that time. How long have they
1: been? Tell Lonza Italy I said hi. I haven't seen them since the uh, uh, Global a couple of years ago.
2: Yeah, I will. I was talking with Marco Leonardi, if you know Marco at all. I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. I do not. So Ryan, I wore my... Uh, tool shirt for you today even though though i know you're not a fan i know you i i know you would much rather be at a fucking tool concert right now than dealing with this shit exactly
0: exactly
2: (laughs) and i i pre for this last night by starting tiger king just so i could get into your frame of fucking thinking
0: (laughs) i cannot even fathom watching that
2: oh Oh my god dude We've it's gotten really, through three of them, and just like at every every five minutes, we're like, "What? What? Wait <laughs> a minute!" So this guy's married to like six women. This dude's married to two guys. This one's killing her husband to do this. Like, what the hell is going on in that the show? The two guys are straight. Oh, my. I know, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just crazy. Steve,
0: I'm gonna Steve, have to really quickly
1: um, go through. Like, why don't you give us like like two minutes of history of of who you are? Um, the reason I want to say that is is what what you're not going to say. Um, I'm going to go ahead and jump on this. Is I've always believed that there's three people that run this industry. Um, there's there's Gordon Miller um, who runs this industry. He's not even a hairdresser. He's he. Um, I believe he's been a shot caller. I believe that he is a part of the Illuminati. I believe that um, there's a guy named Jim DeBerry from originally from uh, Upstate New York who used to own New Hope, who now is uh, one of the directors at uh, Alter Ego. Also not a hairdresser, but I think that he's a shot caller and runs this industry. And then the other leader of the Illuminati is yourself. So why don't you go and tell us a little <laughs> bit about who you are and what you do? And then let's hop on uh, some of the current events.
0: We won't be killed after this, after you
2: tell us these things, will you? <laughs> no, I love it. No, if I'm one of the triad, then Ryan will be the one that gets killed after yes. this. Okay. So, you know, let's just, if okay. I'm calling shots, you know.
0: <laughs> okay, perfect. There we go.
2: So you guys want to, um, you 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 just want a brief like history of my background. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Okay, so I grew up in the industry, been around it my whole life. Um, I'm Chicago. My family owns a chain of pizzerias back there as well. Um, went to school for restaurant management and marketing, thought that was going to be my path uh, and um, got out of school, went to work with my uncle, 90 hour weeks in the restaurant business working for your family you're called in on vacation days you're called in on days off so i started blowing off my uncle's call so i can have a day off Mm -hmm. then i'd have my mom calling me why are you blowing off your uncle's call so i decided i wanted to love my family in this lifetime so i left that side of the business came back over to our side of the business and i also launched a marketing company at the same time i always had an entrepreneurial flair like you guys and um i was running the family biz i was uh doing marketing um Love what I did, but when it came to budgets, I never got past algebra in high school. and never thought I'd be smart enough to understand that stuff. Avoided it like the plague um, and uh, got audited. Ended up owing the government, about 80 grand I didn't have. That drove me into bankruptcy mm-hmm. uh, and lost my home, went through a divorce, had about a thousand bucks to my name and my Jeep sleeping on my brother's couch. And it was at that time that um a guy I was doing some work with in Omaha introduced me to his coach, a lady by the name of Julie Shepherdly. I don't know if either of you remember Julie from back right. in the day. Yeah, I know the that name and so I ended up hiring them. I couldn't afford to. So I went to home to the bank of mom and got a loan and uh because I wanted to turn everything around. I didn't want to give up on things and, and started right working on myself, um, uh, started to rebuild myself. Uh, over time I was able to pay off all the debt, rebuild the credit, uh, and create profit for myself. That journey was so transformative for me that, uh, that company offered me a chance to join them. So I jumped at it, literally put everything in storage for my brother to sell off and off to California. I went, um, Within a two-week stretch, like it was just like that. They're like, "Come now, or you miss the chance." Uh, so from then to now, I've I've gone on to coach over four hundred and forty-six salons of all different shapes and sizes. Um, I don't discriminate. I'm not the guy that says, "Oh, we'll only commission." I work with all types of businesses: commission, hourly, rental, suite. I'm here to help our industry. I'm here to help professionals. Um, that company I work with got bought by Milady. Um, that's about the time I met you, Ryan, I was working with Milady at the time Mm -hmm. and we do our gig for, uh, we do the beacon panel every year. And that's kind of, that's how we met, Mm -hmm. um, left Milady in 2016 launched to launch my own brand. Um, Mm -hmm. I was getting farther away from coaching and training and I was doing more writing for them and I love writing, um, written two books. I'm working on a third right now, collaborating with somebody on a fourth after that. But my passion is training and coaching and helping and and rolling up my sleeves and getting into salons and supporting a business. So, um, cashed out the 401k, uh, invested in my business, took that leap. Um, I'm blessed that through all my years of being out on the circuit, uh, I created a good enough name and reputation for myself that I was able to build my brand very quickly and get things off. I mean, it, I went from zero to this. Mm -hmm. It's been really great. Um, and I'm really blessed by that. I was able to replace my wife's income and get her out of retail management dungeon hell that she was in. Um, you know, She worked for Forever 21, which I believe is the originator of the coronavirus. But anyways, yeah. Yeah, she worked there. Um, yeah, and She managed over 150 people in her two-story operation. So her operational management uh, brilliance has really made an impact for us and how we run our company. Um, So I wrote Financial Fitness. I wrote that book in 2016. Um, I'm a guy that never got past Algebra in high school that now has a book with 23 different salon-specific spreadsheets in it that I I nerd out over this stuff. Uh, My philosophy is the application of a color or the geometric angle that you cut the hair at, that's all mathematics. And, 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 and that foundation drives curiosity and drives creativity. And if we relate to understanding our numbers from a business perspective, the same way, if we just shift the context, shift the thinking, shift the perception. It makes the road to learning and understanding it uh, more easeful and more fascinating. Um, so one of my big platforms is to help people shift their thinking around that stuff first and then dive into it from a place of fascination instead of fear, from a place of curiosity instead of anxiety. Um, Because your business is communicating to you every day through those numbers. The Mm -hmm. data is irrefutable. It shows you how you're trending. It gives you fact. Uh, So when you're grounded in that, you become a more mindful decision maker. You begin to think more long-term as opposed to, and proactive as opposed to being reactive to how shit's going. Uh, I also wrote a book called Interdependent Leadership, Creating a Salon and Spa Culture of Inclusive Growth. I thought I was writing a recruiting book because that's an ongoing issue in our industry and always Mm -hmm. has been. But the reason why I wrote, I ended up in, in writing my thesis for this book, what I realized was I was really writing a book about culture. The more I thought about it, the reason why we have such high turnover is because owners are so busy being busy running the business day to day and busy behind the chair or in the treatment room that they're not accessible to their team. They're not available as they'd like to be. They're not there to mentor. They offer blue skies and apple pies in the recruiting process. Cause I just lost Ryan and his two grand a week. So here comes Steven, you're hired, you know, so that way I can put an ass in the chair as opposed to realizing, which is about me. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's the humanity of it. It's the mm-hmm. cycle. People don't realize they're in that vicious cycle. So, what I ended up doing was realizing I had to write a book about culture and how can we strengthen the culture first? How can we make sure that the people that are there now are really dialed in now and are choosing to stay with any changes you see you have to make to strengthen that culture so that when I interview the Ryans of the world, I'm not only offering him something, but I'm backing it up. And then you can see based on what I'm saying that it's living and breathing in the culture and that it, it exists. So that either is going to make you run away from us if you're the guy that wants the 70% commission and doesn't wanna work on Saturdays, which is great. Don't waste my time later. Or it's gonna have you be drawn into what we have to offer because we have the structure and the culture and everybody's buying in. So. I, I wrote that book uh, for the right brain thinker and I wrote that book in a way that uh, it supports the leader who's reading it to work on themselves and their own philosophy and also to do work on how to ask questions instead of telling people what to do and here's how it's going to go. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe that managers tell and leaders ask. So the more questions we ask, the more we're engaged in somebody else's world and the more we're engaged in their world and we understand what they think and where they're coming from, the more we can then maneuver and support them to understand how we see things as well. And I think that's also a big missing in our industry. The right brain artist, we are by nature impetuous and creative and out there and we say it now, want it now, want it yesterday. So helping the right brain creative thinker to shift into asking more questions uh, and 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 not saying what needs to be said until somebody else says it is an art form that I love to, to dig into and to support people. Uh, so that way that, that, that artist can feel heard and feel understood. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
2: You know, so... Um, I'm also a guy that writes a bunch of systems. So that book, Interdependent Leadership, has 30 different templates that are all salon-specific. So it's got the handbooks and scripts and job descriptions and procedures and right. orientation plans and things like that. So the owner doesn't have to reinvent the wheel. And it's written again in the language. Uh, you know, I hate the legal the legal mumbo jumbo crap. So right. I try to shy away from it unless it's absolutely necessary, like handbooks have to have it, for example. Uh, But I'd rather write in a language that right brain thinkers like us can understand. So I'm a little bit of a hybrid. I'm a right brain creative artist, you know, in writing and in building trainings and in how to communicate with people. That's the art that I love to dig into. But I'm real linear in teaching systems and coaching and coming from numbers and you know, my whole platform, as long as I'm breathing, is to marry all of it together. Um, so there's a symbiosis there. Because when you marry these things together, you create a longer foundation for more explosive creativity, in my opinion. And right. having coached that these many salons to this point, I've seen it in play. So I stand behind what I teach because I've been able to apply it with over 440 businesses successfully, you know, which... which um, It is very rewarding to help people who were running one way, thinking one way, working their asses off. And over time, because there's no quick fix to anything, over time, they were able to learn and shift self, which then creates the ability for others to follow suit in a culture. You know, I don't believe transformation has to come rapidly or crazily unless you're in dire straits and need to do something rapid um, to keep the doors open. We're kind of in that right now, you know. Um,
0: culture you know, is super important. especially most people right think
2: micro as opposed to thinking macro. So I, I'm always trying to get people to think macro. I'm sorry, Stephen, mm-hmm. what were you going to say, bro?
0: Oh no, I was just saying like right now through our crisis, if having a great culture within your salon business is one of the things that's going to help you come out at the end of it. You know, if you're not yeah. bringing your team together and your team's not like, you know, strong behind the leadership of, of the salon owner, they're going to disperse you know, at the end, Correct. they're not going to stay. And, you know, especially if looking into some of the, like the pay, the SBA loans and stuff for P or, uh, for payroll, all of those things are based on not losing your customer or not losing Correct. your, not losing your employees. So it's kind of a fascinating thing because culture mm-hmm. is the cornerstone of it. And I think having that culture and having a really strong culture, like you were talking about, um, has everything to do with the coronavirus and everything right now. It's like it is the coronavirus.
2: Sure it sure does. I saw one salon I was uh you know, I've been <coughs> triaging salons, you guys, for the last two and a half weeks. I mean five AM days, beginning mm-hmm. to eight eight at night, just either doing something like this, a Facebook live, getting on and teaching webinars, or uh just on the phone with salons. Yeah. You know, just helping, you know, and and uh yeah, you know, I mean, my business is taking a big hit. You guys, your businesses are taking big hits. We're all taking the hit right now. And me, you know, this is our World War II. This exactly. is even more massive in scale, in my opinion, than 9/11, as horrific as that was. Yes. Because the length and duration of what we face now. And you know, this. Um, it's easy when things are fluffy and fun. Say you're you're committed to a value, but to me, a value is a deeply held driving force in your life. And I think that a lot of times salons get so busy and they build faster than the systems they have in place. So then values go out the window and then I need Steven and his dollar. I'm just going to allow him to be bitching and moaning in the back room and resisting me because I'm worried about holding him accountable because he might leave. I'm sacrificing values and character for the almighty dollar. Mm -hmm. You know, and when, and when you begin to do that, you sell your soul away From where you started. And I believe now is the time for us to get back to that. I've been talking on all these things I've been on about making values based choices, not situational based choices, pivoting from reacting to being proactive. You know, if a value is a deeply held driving force, then what are you standing for? And now is the time that our character is being tested. And we got a long road ahead. I was just talking to a salon owner in Virginia and they're on lockdown till June 10th. You know, I mean, like like we were saying, yeah. you know, and it's, you know, this is what we face right now. You know, so uh, unless we die from it or literally have somebody in our life die from it, you know, what what we really have to do is pivot and redirect our attention right now into the things that we're not taking time to do or we've been too busy to do. You know, mm-hmm. I'm offering free webinars. I'll put it out there on this podcast. Follow me on Facebook, Stephen J. Gomez. That's S T E P H E N, like my mama spelled it, <laughs> J. Gomez. And uh, every Monday, I'm doing a free webinar and I'm offering spreadsheets and templates for free. All people have to do is email me, info at stevengomez.net. And I'm giving that stuff away for free right now to help people you know, uh, so I can continue to give back to people. It's all, it's in our DNA. We're educators. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything else right now, except fighting and helping and supporting and coming from character. And in my opinion, in this industry, we are leaders in our community. I don't care if you're the suite owner doing 25 people a week. I don't care if you're doing 15 people a week and you work in a salon and you're listening to this you are a leader you don't have to think of yourself as a salon owner to be a leader if you have 20 people a week that come to you they trust you on all kinds of levels so you're a leader so be one you know there's not i I don't see enough salons getting out there with messages like this and that's what we need to have that's the movement we need to be making you know if the three of us and all of us educators can be getting salons out there to be getting on their instagram lives getting on facebook live shooting messages out to their communities and to their customers take that uh tripod and mannequin hen home and do some teaching for for your your uh client you know bring some products home and every day do a five minute instagram live or facebook live talking about the feature and benefits of these products and how you use it at home and how it's going to benefit you you know this these are ways we can stay engaged and fight and be the leaders that we are and also keep our spirit connected to what we love. Um, I also think that people should find a a place in their apartment or home and make it a creative place. You know, I'm in my office right now, and this is also my creative place. I have my study in here, I've got all my books in here, got my liquor cart in here. So not only do I work in here and create in here, but I also relax and think and reflect in here. I think that all of us should find a space in our home and make it very creative right now we feel really good when we're in that place. If not, we're just sitting around watching the news cycle, binging on Netflix, and going batshit crazy. You know, oh, exactly. and that's not going to serve us. You know,
1: doing on it. I mean, Stephen and I were just talking about this right before you hopped on. Is is I feel like you know, based off of of the reaction that I I I posted yesterday, uh, there's some really hot heavy hitters in the industry that you know, okay, they have you know a large amount of people you know uh, uh, that they're taking care of their employees they have a ton of employees and they're in this space of negativity and you know what, I get that you know we need to feel that negativity we need to sure. feel that that ouch this sucks really bad yeah and it's okay to go to that spot it's not okay to move there though you know yeah. go there enjoy your time there then get the yeah. fuck out of it because yeah. really you know we we can't we can't just live there now is the time to change like you were saying and transition, and the world is giving us a, a reboot or a reset time, and this yes. is going to. Be fun. I was listening to Gary V. I, I don't know if you listen to him, yep. Stephen, but I know that I've like like steve and I have I've had a lot of conversation about Gary V. Exactly today, yeah. he said something that that blew me away. Is like this is the time of innovation, and what's going to happen yes. is two, three, five, six to a year from now, you'll be sitting at dinner with a, a couple with a a. Uh, innovator with a business person, they're going to be like, you know what, if it wasn't for the coronavirus quarantine, I wouldn't be in this new relationship. Um, I wouldn't have come up with this new app idea. I wouldn't have been able to do this. My business would have been out of business if it wasn't for Corona.
2: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly what, uh, when I was on Hairbrain last night with, with uh, you know, Ger- Gerard, one of his catch lines right now is crisis creates creativity. You know, exactly. it, like, creativity in crisis you know and it's it's very well said it really is I mean we're all being creative right now you know I think these first few weeks we've just been in scramble mode to try and get our feet on the ground you know but now that we're getting into this new normal for the next minute now's the time to be creative now's the time to be brainstorming and thinking and and working through things you know I'm going to go through edits of my books and you know that third book now is going to be out probably a little sooner now. You know exactly. <laughs> it's like, exactly. That's the time to work on it. You
0: know. Yeah, it's time. It's time for us to like really work on focus on the things that we need to. You know, it's like rewriting our websites, working on our, um, working on our education books, working on our team development, uh, working on our podcasts, such as we've been doing. Mm-hmm. We've been putting more and more of these together. Daily. You know, and yeah. huh. really kind of like really. P- you know, be creative and really get out there and just like work on the items that never have time. You know, it's like, I never had time to put on an online store onto my website. Guess what? Now I do, you know, never had time, you know, it's like I gave my all my employees jobs at home so that they're like now going through and they're working and redoing our Instagram. So it's like, great. And really want to be able to like engage everybody into it and just be creative because it gives everybody time to like grow and then something will happen out of it. Who knows what, but and, something will happen.
1: And you know, our industry will change. I mean, our industry is never going to be the way it was. And, and I think it's a really good, I, I was really excited about this podcast with you, Stephen, when you reached out to me yesterday, is, is because you know you do come from a business. I know that you come from a right and left, right. You're, you're a hybrid. Um, I'm really excited because I don't think our industry is ever going to go back again and uh, the, the way it was. And I know that uh, uh, we did a podcast, a round table with uh, Douglas um, and a few other people in the Nicarojo. And Nicarojo said, you know, and he was saying it from, you know, from, from a shock standpoint, which is okay. I get it because he has a lot of people that he's, he's relying on as well. But he's like, sure. if you can make it through this time, the amount of opportunities that we're going to have is going to be exponential. We're being shaken. It's going to be exponential, and and it's so exciting. And I don't even know so much about, you know, yeah, it is creativity, but I I think that the innovation of our industry is going to to be amazing. I mean, I watched Robert Cromings this morning. who was talking about how he's no longer going to have his coffee cups. He's now going to have disposable cups because people don't want to to drink out of a cup that somebody else might have drank out of. I don't know if I like that necessarily, but, I mean, that's definitely somebody who is thinking about how to innovate Exactly. Yeah. Correct.
0: I mean, he was, you know, he was talking. you know, Robert was also talking in that same video about like he's getting rid of his waiting room and oh, yeah, he's I heard that opening one. and how he's going to change how he's re how he's booking appointments so that they're not doing, you know, appointments in between appointments. So it's, it's going to be changing well, the whole format of how to run a business. And I think, I think these are some of the things that are going through my head and have been is because what if social distancing has to always happen after this. Oh, it's going to. And if yeah. that's the case, think about all the salons out there, how we have to, like, change the formats. You know, mm-hmm. instead of having stations that are four feet apart, now they're all going to have to be at least six to seven feet apart. Um, shampoo bowls are going to need to have some kind of barrier. Is it going to make sweet salons a little bit stronger? Is... Um, is the whole suite model going to change where they become individual salons versus under an umbrella? You know, um, there's so many things to start thinking about and kind of like th- those are what's, those are just some of the random thoughts that have been going through my head for the last month. And I'm just like, where, where am I going to fall in this and how does that affect my two, di- my two different salons? Cause I have an employee based salon and I have a rental salon and how do I change that?
2: Well, and you know, even if you get rid of the waiting room, that's a square footage conversation. You can put more. You can put more stations in now.
0: Exactly. You know, and
2: that might have to be the way. You know, maybe you have just a small kiosk where you can, you know, check people in and out. You know, and 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 you have got three more stations now. You can mm-hmm. do more volume because exactly. you know if you're going to stretch out, that's a square footage conversation right there. Exactly. If you're going from three feet, four feet apart to six or seven feet apart. You know, and you keep a front desk waiting area that eliminates at least two stations, possibly three, based on any square footage model you're going to look at.
0: Man, exactly. Yeah. You know,
2: mm-hmm. really, really is. You know, so. You know, I think I really like the way that that you're thinking, Ryan. You know that that you know because you're you're looking at it long term and like, okay, this could actually be um, a good reboot for us. Um, you know. And it's great to have that message because people are dealing with so much shock. They might as well get that shock as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, I think people are just want things to go back to the way things were, which is unrealistic.
1: Right.
2: Yes. It's going to change
1: forever. We did a podcast yesterday with Anthony, the barber, who was talking about how, uh, when California had the whole problem with the, um, the, are you really commission? Are you really an employee versus a 1099 employee? Yeah. Um, and he kind of took he became the 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 poster child and the whipping boy for that whole thing and he actually had like barbers who were calling up and like threatening his life and telling him to shut the hell up you know because Idiot. they wanted to go back to the way things were things yeah. are never going back correct and it's exciting yes. i'm i'm excited for education to change now yes you know everything's oh, yeah. changing
2: everything's ex- going to change i'm excited you know, and I, 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 think, I think we're gonna, we're gonna see more of this type of education than ever before.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's oh, for exactly. sure.
1: But I think hands-on is not going to die. In fact, I think it's going to become a lot more lucrative. No,
2: no yeah. absolutely. I, th- I right. think so as well.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I definitely, I definitely believe that. Um, uh, just so I can, I, my integrity has me be compelled to share some things for your audience. Yeah, Um, And I just want to make sure if you're any salon professional out there and you um, have not related to having a budget or managing your finances in an empowered way, first and foremost, don't beat the hell out of yourself for it. Pivot that thought process into being creative around it. And now is the time to learn because you have the time. Um, So a couple of ideas around that. Number one. Last Monday, I did a financial fitness webinar. I taught finance. I have a personal budget spreadsheet that uh, one of three spreadsheets that I'm giving away for free included in that webinar. So if you're in that place and you're watching this, go watch that. Email me. I'll send you the information. I'm always an email way to answer questions, number one. Number two, um, you minimally want to go three to six months back and get an average trend of your income and an average trend of your business and personal expenses. I don't care if you got all your receipts unorganized, you've got the time, get it organized. Exactly. You know, figure all of that out and go back three to six months because life and business is fluctual, it changes, it's up and down. So by going over a longer period of time backwards, you get an, a good average to then base things off of and you're planning and projecting for your future. When we reopen, you're probably going to see a really quick hit for the first four to six weeks. My -hmm. prediction after that is that, uh, well, I don't believe we're coming out of this in, in in the short term. I think we're going to be in this lockdown for a hot minute. And the longer it goes, the more people's resources are going to be stretched. Even though we're going to see, in my opinion, a really quick hit right off the bat, because people want to get their hair cut, they want to get their color done. After that, I believe that you're going to see people booking where they book a color every six weeks, it'll be every eight, Uh, where, you know, the haircut every four, every six instead. I think there's going to be a longer stretch of time in between appointments. And if that's the case, instead of getting eight appointments a year per guest, you're probably going to get maybe seven or six yeah so it's just even like if a- it's one visit less on average multiply that by the number of guests and what your average ticket is and you're looking at a significant impact to your cash flow so as you come through that why you need to understand what your averages are is because it'll be it must be your goal to begin to squirrel away money so that you can at least have 3 months of liquidity at least 3 months to cover all bills on hand if you're not in that place now i'm sure this is going to in motivate you to do it, which is why I'm trying to give you some tips on what you should do. Um, before you finalize the application for the SBA loan, which is an option right now, um, try to exercise every option possible before you have to take loans. So if you can sell gift cards, if you can sell retail, mm-hmm. do those things. A lot of distributors, my good buddy Ward Bassett out here on the West Coast, he launched this last week, shipping direct. And, and you know, so the salon, so Ryan places the order for Stephen, and then Ward ships directly to Stephen's house what Stephen needs. So And Ward's not taking the buck except his wholesale cost. Right. You know, so the salon's getting their money. So think creatively around other ways that you can make money. Um, another salon owner that I work with, Cheese uh, offering. Um, if, if you book your appointment now, you're going to get a complimentary um, shampoo, full size shampoo, and conditioner. I love that idea. You know, you're, you're taking a small retail hit guarantee the service being booked when you're back up and running, which is yep. critical, because exactly. then you can begin to see how many people are on those books and look at the cash flow that you're expecting to have and manage right. it more accurately. Exactly. So doing things like that yep. makes an impact. Uh, uh, so another salon that I coach, uh, did $19,000 in gift card sales from Thursday to yesterday. Wow. Now, If you're gonna be selling the gift cards, here's what I want you to know. Number one, give your team the option. If Let's say your team gets 40% commission off that, right? Let's just say hypothetically. Um, Then put that 40% aside and ask your team, you want it now? Because if you're tracking all the gift cards that are being purchased, you'll know who they go to. So if Ryan has 20 gift cards purchased and Steven has 10, then I'm reaching out to both of you saying, okay, 20 gift cards at 40% for you, Ryan, is X dollars. Do you want it now? Do you want half now? Or do you want half? Do you want to get paid half when we reopen? What's going to work for you? And if you take it now, then you have to be ready when we open that maybe 80% of your books the first week or two, you're just working off of tips. You know, however, now is another, well, let me stay on that. And then once you pay your team, you have to cover your back bar that's 5 to 10%. So squirrel that money aside. So if you sell 19 grand in gift cards, that's, you know, 850 to 1900 bucks you got to put aside something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then you, you you have to cover your credit card processing fees that just took a hit through the sale. That's 2%. And then the rest of that money you sit on. You sit on it. Don't use it to pay other bills. Sit on that money so you have opening cash flow. That's what we should be doing with our gift card management. Um, Every single one of you listening to this, if you're booking guests coming up, then what you should be doing is going back and looking at their last three visits to see their purchasing patterns. What retail did they purchase? If they've gotten some during this crisis shift, that's great. They're good there. But what services have they gotten in in their last visits leading up to this? Because by the time they come back, it's going to have been months so what is their hair really going to need what are the additional add-ons steven buys a gift card cuz he wants to get that cut and color but he might need more than that for the health and maintenance of the hair so there may be conditioning treatments added on or other things so think about from a relevant add-on point of view not just let's add on something for the sake of making a buck that's evil shit that's Ooh. selfish shit don't do that what you but think about what else could i relevantly recommend to Steve and Ryan or any of my guests and I e- even if they bought the gift card because that's another immediate cash flow tool exactly. you might have 50 gift cards the first week you're open but there's 50 opportunities to add on based on relevancy you know so be prepared with it and and that's a big change that I've always been espousing and that I am I, I am on the rooftops about right now um, here's something that we that we've uh, have not done enough of that we need to shift into. And it's this, we walk into the salon and minutes before our day is to begin. Uh, Sometimes makeup and hair is not done. And then we just get behind the chair and start. That's not professional, that's unprofessional, that's amateur hour, it's romper room in my opinion. What we have to do is take 30 minutes before the day begins or at the end of the night before to look at the upcoming day, look at who's coming, research their purchasing patterns and make a plan for them. And think of it this way. What is the optimum look and health that I can give this person? Exactly. That's what I'm recommending. I don't care if I'm booked solid. If I'm booked solid and can't get Stephen in, Ryan can help me. He can jump in if he's available. If not, I'll schedule Stephen next week or the week later, or for that thing I want to recommend on the next visit. I don't need the immediate dollar tomorrow if I can't do the service. However, my integrity says I must recommend this because it's not about my busyness at all. You know what I mean? It's about uh, what I believe in and serving that person and giving them that that ultimate look and service. So I think that has to change in our industry. We've got to get back to that. 100%. What do you guys think about that? I
0: love that. Spot on. Spot on. We have to increase the professionalism and really take it to a whole new level. And I really like every single thing that you said was absolutely spot on. I think that's really good yeah. advice that everybody really, really needs to listen to.
2: Yeah, sorry. I went on a
1: rant there. That's
0: okay. <laughs> no, that's okay. I, love,
1: I, love it. I would love to actually have you. We're, I know we're getting ready to, to, to you know, cut off here. I'd love to have you back on uh, alone. But I think it would also be kind of nice to have you and maybe Gordon and see if we can get the other Illuminati on here as well.
2: <laughs> uh, the whole conversation. I'm up for it. Cool. I'm, hey, I'm. A, I'm yeah. not going anywhere. No, that's great. <laughs> maybe, we should, maybe we should try and figure that out. What do you think?
0: Yeah, that would be totally awesome.
1: Should we uh, ask him the question?
0: Yes, well, I think we should. Since okay, you've been,
1: so you got two two minutes forty seconds. Um, what is going to be your coronavirus quarantine playlist? The top. The oh top, wow. The top All
2: 10 right. Ten
1: songs, that, or not songs, but albums or bands on your quarantine playlist.
2: Well. Uh, You know, God, I'm so biased. Uh, I'm a major Dream Theater fan, so I'm listening to them. Tool, because I'm a major Tool fan. APC, uh, Pussifer, anything by Maynard. I love that guy. Um, I've been getting a lot. I've been kind of going back to the 80s roots. I've been listening to a lot of Tears for Fears lately. I I just love Roland Orzabal. He's a great songwriter and singer, Mm -hmm. so I've been digging on them. Uh, I've been listening to uh, a lot of Billy Idol lately uh, love him, um, Bauhaus, uh, nice. you know, uh, New Order, uh, you know, I love The Cure, I love bands like that, um, uh, Suicidal Tendencies, you know, I like hard, you know, hard, heavy metal, driving rock and roll, um, you know, so I listen to a lot of that, it, it, it depends on the day, you know, like, it, it depends, like, in the morning, I listen to more, uh, music that is not as heavy and hard, I, I get into more creative stuff, uh, like Echo Pastorius, Weather Report. I don't know if you're familiar with those guys, um, but I listen to a lot of that stuff. I, a lot of I like intricacy in musical notes. Um, I like different kinds, signatures. I, I you know that just gets my mind going creatively. Uh, then in the afternoon, I then segue into hard-driving, you know, heavy stuff.
0: That's awesome. Sure, sure. you know, that's that's, cool. that's
2: that's kind of where I go.
0: Very nice. cool.
1: Awesome.
0: Very very cool. Steven?
1: Yes,
2: Steve uh,
1: Gomez, love you very much. Um, I know that on our podcast we'll list uh, how to get a hold of you
2: um, and I love you guys very much. Yeah, love thank both you, of Steven. you as well, man, and I have to tell you guys it, it, you know, um, weren't we lucky to all have such a great hang in New York before the deep plunge.
0: Exactly. Oh, yes. No, one. it was That's so great.
2: One. Yeah, right, if well. there's anything you guys need from me, I'm always an email or a call away. I really appreciate you guys. That's info at stevengomez.net
0: we'll see you again. If you want to follow us, follow us at a Super Important Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and our website, superimportantpodcast.com. This way you can follow us also on